you know, learning as you go while also mindfully staying safe enough. So like not putting yourself out in some crazy situation, but um, I think just extending yourself and stepping out of your comfort zone, being, being a learner and, and just learning through your own experience and not being afraid to do that. Um, that that is really important. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, all right, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Wisdom of the Wilderness. We are back with another fun episode, and today is going to be an interesting one because I am going to share a story. Oh, gosh. And this is probably one of the things that a lot of people out there would be very anxiety-ridden to have happened to them. But I'm going to share a story and then share some of the lessons and the wisdom learned drawing on some other experiences from my life. Because, hey, guess what? It really sucks if your phone gets stolen. That really sucks. But okay, before I have a sip of my nice ice-cold double IPA... I want to know how everyone's doing up there. How is everybody surviving and managing and navigating all of this interesting times we're going through in 2021? Uh, it's been very intriguing here in this part of the world. Uh, today was also the first day that it snowed, and it hailed, and it sleeted, and it was sunny, and it froze, and there was no visibility. It was a pretty colossal mix of everything fall and winter related in the same day. Oh, that's right. And there were about 30 mile an hour winds. Um, yeah, things are definitely changing. It is definitely fall. There is snow on all the high mountains, which is beautiful to see. Just a little twinge of sadness I'm feeling in my heart because uh, I am a child of the summer and I enjoy being outside in my shorts. Well, actually, just mostly in my shorts without a shirt on, but in my shorts and t-shirt or muscle shirt. Uh, that's what I love. So it's always a little bit sad when we move into the time where it's no longer, well, Wim Hof does it. So it's always totally reasonable to be around in shorts, but it hits that point where it's kind of questionable to do it now, especially when venturing by yourself at 9,000 feet on a snowy rainy day in the mountains beyond cell phone service. So yeah. But anyways, hope wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it is a magical day. You got to be outside and smile at the sun, smile at the rain, smile at the flowers, and enjoy life. And I'm going to take a quick sip of my double IPA, and then we're going to start off on, um, yeah, my story of having a phone stolen and all the fun things that I learned. Bear with me one second. <sighs> Dang, that's good. Local brewery here has an amazing double IPA. Just came out. Highly recommend. Maybe we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, maybe. All right. 
So a stolen phone. Uh, why don't I just start off with the story? So this is interesting because uh, we're going to make this all confidential and anonymous. So uh, I was on a road trip in the fall of 2019 and ended up reconnecting with someone that I had met years before in uh, one of the four corner states in the northern area. And um, we spent a bunch of time together, about a week. And on uh, the first night that I was there, got up in the morning and that person went to work and I got up and then decided, well, it's still dark. It's like four freaking 30 a.m. I'll just go back and lay down in bed, keep my eyes closed for a while, then get back up. So I did that. And when I got up and looked around outside, um, I noticed that there was a light on in my car, which was strange. And I went out to investigate. I was like, well, did I leave the light on? Did I leave that on all night? Well, Jesus, what am I going to do? Like, I'm kind of, I'm beyond cell phone reception right now. The Wi-Fi works, but there's no cell phone service out here. Um, God, if my battery's dead, how am I going to get a jump? How am I, do I need a tow? What in the hell's going on? So I go out to my car. I had an Outback at the time. And for whatever reason, uh, the way I was parked, it was closer to go to the passenger side. So I open the passenger door, and I'm like, well, that's weird. I didn't come out here and open up the glove box. Why is the glove box open? And then I looked over and noticed that the center console between the two seats was up. And I was like, why didn't leave that open? And then I noticed that my phone, which was in the center console, was not there. And there was a little bag that had a bunch of change. And it was not there. And there was two or three CD cases because my car still had a CD player. Even my truck now has a CD player. Uh, those were gone. And I looked closer into my glove box and realized, well, at least they left the insurance because someone has just stolen a bunch of shit out of my car. And that fucking sucks. And it sucks more when your phone is there. <laughs> Great. So here I am without a phone in a very isolated part of the world where there's no cell phone service. Ye freaking ha. So that's pain in the ass number one. Uh, but luckily for me, fortuitously for me, whatever you want to call it, for me, that was all they took. So I had been traveling. I was on, had been on the road for about two weeks at that point, maybe a little bit longer. It was a little bit longer now that I think about it. Um, so I had all my outdoor stuff in the back of the car, and I had arranged that outback was set up so I could sleep in the back as well. Um, so I had, you know, a very nice cooler. I had, oh gosh, easily a couple thousand dollars worth of outdoor gear between trail shoes and synthetic jackets, down jacket, uh, rain jacket, rain pants. Um, oh my gosh, my tent, my sleeping pad, my tarps, uh, all of the kitchen box. Um, I mean, the laptop. Laptop and wallet did come inside with me for the evening, so that was that was very fortuitous because that would have really sucked balls if that was gone. But that was what all came in with me. So 
That was a very good thing that those were in with me, but it still, it sucked. The phone was gone, but I realized as I was looking at my car that, hey, all this stuff was still in the back. So it had kind of been a smash and grab in this rural area, or somebody happened to notice that of the two vehicles that were parked there, one got up and left and one didn't. Uh, and now that I say that, I realize I also walked out with that person when she drove off to work and went into my, I think it was getting coffee or something from my car. So that person also knew, and I thought, why, why on earth would I lock my car? I'm in a pretty quiet place. There's nobody out here, but evidently somebody saw that and somebody came and opened the car and sold a bunch of my stuff. Hooray. Uh, but it could have been worse, so that's okay. Because Oh, in addition to all the outdoor gear that was in the back of my car, there also was a case of beer, which came my, a Christmas present for someone t- close to me, uh, back where I live, and that stuff you can't get where I live, so that was really good that that beer stayed in there. I'm very happy for that. But yeah, so um, yeah, I have no phone. That's great. And it felt weird. Uh, It's really interesting being a kid who didn't grow up with a cell phone. I think I got my first cell phone when I was in university or when I was in college. Uh, And that was for emergencies only. It kind of lived with the power off in the bottom of my backpack. And then eventually got turned on. It was weird to all of a sudden have no phone because you realize, wow, whose phone number do I know nowadays? Um directions well yeah i always have maps with me and i can read a map hello geography major i can read a map that's a very useful skill that is very quickly going extinct like dinosaurs the way that people depend on google maps and can't figure out which way is north or south um yeah i could talk a lot about that but we're not going to we're going to keep this positive so yeah, there's a lot of stuff on my phone. And it was really interesting because all of that stuff, you know, didn't matter as much to me as the photos and the music that were on that phone. I had music on that phone from 20 years ago that uh, is gone forever. Or gone, not gone forever. Scratch that, cancel clear. Uh, that is gone from my awareness at this moment till I can find it again in some format. And the photos, uh, that was something (laughs) I learned the hard way, um, was, yeah, it's important to back up your photos and either email them to yourself or airdrop them to yourself or uh, keep them backed up somewhere because, yeah, I don't have many memories of that trip or that summer because, um, yeah, they're on that phone that disappeared. So um, they're gone. But they live on in my memory. So that's backstory. I had I had driven out to this awesome place, had a great reconnection, uh, very intense few days, and uh, yeah, now I was without a phone. And uh, I should add to that that while I was without a phone, I was also on my way to drive approximately ten hours to meet uh, another friend of mine to check out their place, and um, yeah. We're very lucky that in this day and age, uh, and in 2019, you could go into a Starbucks and uh, just sit there, buy a coffee, and use the Wi-Fi, check stuff out on your laptop, 
meet another old friend from way back when and hear all about their magical life and how things are going great. Um, those days are coming back. But yeah, so that's my story. Uh, the phone disappeared. I was very lucky in, or fortuitous, <laughs> as my phone dings, that I had an older phone with me which I had kept to use basically as a music player and a backup. So I was able to get that activated and have that work as my phone. So I wasn't decommissioned for a while. Um, but it was, it was enough of a challenging experience. And, you know, when people have asked me, I said like, oh my gosh, that's horrible, blah, 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 what happened? And I tell them the story of what happened with that person. And that's another story we're not going to go into today. But it really did help me to prioritize and, and reassess what is important. And, you know, ultimately, I was still safe, still able to do my thing. The car was still drivable. Uh, I personally was safe. Um person I was staying with, she was safe. So that was all good. Uh, at the same time, um, yeah, my Chris Ledoux music, it's all gone. Chris Ledoux is freaking awesome. If you don't know him, highly recommend you check him out. You just can't see him from the road is, eh, there's a couple of good songs of his, but that's one of my top three. Um, but yeah, that's tough because that was a lot of years of music, a lot of stuff that was very sentimental to me, and it's gone. So, you know, that's what I miss more is those memories. So I can still hear those songs. I can still search them on, on a search engine and listen to them, but it's not quite the same as hitting random on an iPod or on an iPhone while you're driving and uh, having that song come on as you're driving through Canyonlands or going down the Western Slope in Colorado or driving through, just driving through the canyon in Wyoming, um, driving in the open plains of eastern Washington, wherever, you know, high desert, wherever you are. Anyways, it's cowboy music. It's awesome. Uh, what else was important to me that was on that were the photos. There was a lot of photos of previous trips. There was a lot of photos of summer jobs that I had in different places. Uh, there's a lot of photos of my friends when um, their children are aged a little bit now, but me with um, the kids and their babies, which are some really cool photos and very, again, sentimental to me. So this is more the sentimental stuff that I was missing. Um, the phone itself, yeah, uh, it's a tool. You know, I remember getting it. I can remember getting the life-proof case, which I then broke three times. Uh, I can remember having other other things and other places that I was, uh, getting used to what an app was and all that, because that was my first smartphone ever. But the memories that it held were more important to me than that piece of technology. And I say that knowing whatever the heck it was, thousand bucks in Kanakistani pesos, um, I don't know, 600, 800 bucks uh, in real American money. It, uh, that was more than my college tuition my first semester <laughs> to get that phone. Um, but it ultimately doesn't matter. It's a, it's a paperweight, you know, but it held those memories and that music. And that's what I found was more important to me was it wasn't as much, okay, cool. Someone stole my phone. Urgh, dang, this sucks. It was more the loss of all those sentimental things to me. And those, those songs and those photos that evoke emotion within me. Um, so that was hard. 
Uh, and at the same time, with the loss of all of that, that also opened up a space for something new to come into my life. So we've, I know we've talked about this before. Uh, I think it was in the fire episode and the clear cuts episode, you know, where, Hey, yeah, we can have something and there's a lot, there's a loss and it seems terrible and overwhelming and it's rough. And it is, it's all of those things. It also means there's space for new things to enter in. Uh, and along those lines, I found some old journals of mine last night and kind of flipped through them a bit and then ended up burning them. And, oh my gosh, why? Why, you might say. Journals are important. Journals are, you know, you can reflect on it. You can remember where you were. And yeah, there is definitely veracity to that statement. Uh, at the same time, if I get rid of them, that clears some of the energy that's, we'll call it less than ideal from some of those writings and from some of those experiences. Uh, and there's room and there's space for something new to come in. So three of those are gone. Uh, they went up in flames and it was the interesting cleanse by fire moment. But that's really what it felt like with the phone, to have this back all together, was that, hey, this is gone, but if it's gone, then okay, I just got to trust something better is coming in and it looks like it has. It already has, so that is complete. And uh, what I wanted to share... <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom of going through this, uh, number one, if you're out in the middle of nowhere, um, there are sometimes people around, so you may want to lock the doors on your vehicle. Maybe, maybe not. That's up to you. See if it feels right. Trust your own intuition. Go with your own inner guidance. Uh, but that is something that would have, um, I would still have that phone had I done that, even when I got up at 4.30 and waved her goodbye and decided to go back to bed and sleep for a bit. The next one is that technology is replaceable. It is. It always is. You know, if you drop your phone in the lake, um, if your watch gets overheated, if your kid flushes the Samsung TV remote control down the toilet, uh, that stuff's all replaceable. You know, you can make it work again. You you discover that while well, the tech is replaceable, those memories memories are important or at least for me they are, and as one that often has fond recollections of things, uh, that's been the hardest part, but that's okay because it's a, it's a big lesson in, in letting go and moving on. So, you know, those memories that were there, when I hear those songs, are triggered again. Some of the photos, yeah. I mean, I know on that phone I probably had about 500 photos. On the current one I've got, I've got about 1,000. Some of them I took and I haven't looked at since I took them. I don't I keep them for some reason to to show people or I don't know, put on a dating profile or whatever it is. But you know, there are some that are important and it's neat to see neat to have memories from a few, but I realize as I said this, do I need to have a thousand photos on my phone right now? I've been a lot of magical places and that's great. And what if I can just keep the memories of those magical places alive in my consciousness, in my memory, rather than taking up space on a phone. Just a question for thought. The next lesson is uh, what is really important? You know, this was a challenging experience to go through, for sure. Uh, the person I was staying with felt very bad that it happened, and I was like, hey, not your fault at all. Uh, it you know, and, and in no way was that implied or intuited. Um, just like, Hey, this happened. It sucks. Uh, 
yeah, I could have locked my car. And I didn't. Um, but that happened. Um, but you really realize what is important. And, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, my car was still drivable. I was safe. She was safe. Everything was good. I just was challenged to <laughs> entertain myself on a 10-hour drive where there's not a lot of entertainment options in the terms of um, music and radio. But you are driving through some freaking amazing scenery, and I love that part of the drive, and I will be back there soon. So I was okay, but it really did get me thinking what's important. You know, is it being there for a family reunion or a wedding or everything, or is it having a photo of it on your phone you might look at once every two years, if at all? And I don't have the answer for this. This is this is all up to you, but it's a good question. It's a wisdom of the wilderness question. What is really important to you? Is it seeing that physical copy of it? Is it having it up somewhere? Or is it knowing you were there and can remember it when you need to? Food for thought. And as we do here, deep thought. Right? And the last thing I had jotted down here for one of the lessons or learnings of this was that, yeah, relying on technology may not be the best option that's out there. You know, I like photos. I like to use some of the apps on my phone. I'm still not at all thrilled to have a phone. Uh, there are times I just leave it and go off without it. Sometimes beyond reception, I leave it in the vehicle and I go for a two-hour run without a phone and oh my gosh, I come back. It's... <laughs> It can be a crutch towards not wanting to put time or effort into acquiring the knowledge and skills necessarily to necessary to manage without a phone. You know, I think of my parents and literally every single generation before the ones that we are currently in right now that got by perfectly fine without having a cell phone with a bajillion apps on it that wasn't telling you your current heart rate, your glucose level, how much sleep you got, how far to your next destination, when your baby needs to eat, and uh, what stage of the menstrual cycle you're on if you're trying to have a kid. Um, I don't need a lot on the phone. Thanks. I know there's a ton of useful things that are out there that's supposed to save you time, but that's a separate can of worms and a new Pandora's box to open. Maybe with Realist Idealist, when we do another episode of the reliance on technology to do stuff that humans and human-like beings manage to survive for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years without having. So is this computer I'm recording on necessary for my life or not? It's a very deep question, and it's all totally up to you. I could be triggering the flying bejesus out of you right now. I don't know. Or you could be saying, high five, hallelujah, dude. Let's keep going. But the point being for this wisdom or this lesson was the reliance on technology. Hey, I had the AAA maps in the car. I could stop and get more as a AAA member. I could stop and get directions at a gas station. Well, hopefully at a gas station, the way that some people the way that industry has changed from when I was a kid to now, uh, but also how, you know, I could figure out where I'm going. I could stop at visitor info. There still are signs on the road to navigate me to where I needed to go. 
Um, so it was a big, big, big lesson that, hey, have a backup in terms of maps for where you're going, ideas of what your plan is, contact information for friends, colleagues, contacts, coworkers you may be trying to meet up with, uh, important, important numbers, like say you need to have... Uh, Gosh, uh, where's the propane depot at? Uh, what's the farrier's phone number? Um, what's search and rescue for this county? Um, anything, anything like that. Uh, point being, you don't need to rely on technology. This is all stuff that you can do and learn an alternative way around. It's really easy to become complacent and addicted to this little magical box that glows that air quote does all these things. But, you know, I was able to manage just fine and drive not just to the next place, but the 17 hours to where I was going to meet another friend and have some amazing hikes and backpacks, I could do that without having to have step-by-step directions. Was it a little bit harder? Well, I don't think so. It, it definitely added some challenge and some spice to finding a gas station in certain places or figuring out just how far I could I could run my car before I needed to have gas. That was an added challenge without being able to just pop something on a, on a map when you're stopping and say, oh, hey, it's uh, 27.3 miles to the next gas station. Okay. Versus, well, the little gas man just came on on the car. So that usually means I've got about two gallons of gas left. And based off of current fuel estimates, which is approximately this mileage, I should be okay and have 10 miles to go, presuming we don't hit any type of wrecks or detours or construction or anything else. So yeah, that it adds some spice to life, but without spice, life would be pretty bland and boring. So take that for what it's worth. But that's my lessons. The phone, you know, it it sucks to lose a phone and to, <laughs> to have that be gone. But it really does uh, open up a Pandora's box of looking in a different way, giving a new perspective, shining some light into the wilderness of everything that we take for granted will be immediately available versus what is not. And what mental capacity are you using or aware of to be able to, to get yourself somewhere if you don't have step-by-step navigation, if you don't have access to the encyclopedia of all of human knowledge since the inception of humanity, if that's not available on a little piece of plastic with some wires in it and a processor and a shiny screen, can you do it without it? And yeah, that answer is you can. You can. You have all that knowledge. You have that wisdom within you. So if that's the last thing that I can share as a lesson learned is that, hey, we have a lot of capacity within our human body, within our human experience as a human being. And even if your phone gets stolen when you're in a magical four corners place, staying in a freaking awesome Adobe house, things can happen. But Ultimately, it's the challenges in life that transform us and that forge our identity and the core of our being through those transformative, challenging experiences that we can reflect upon later on. And in this case, (laughs) pretty much two years later. But all right, 
that is it for today for Wisdom of the Wilderness. I'm going to finally have another sip of my double IPA 24 minutes later and wish you all a magical day. I hope you are having fun wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It looks like the hail, sleet, rain, sideways, whatever it was, has dissipated, and now we are below freezing here in October. Below freezing, but it's going to be a beautiful sunny day tomorrow. All the leaves are changing. It is absolutely magical and gorgeous to look around outside and see all that you can see. So I hope you are able to engage with nature in a way that warms your heart and brings you out of all of the mental processes that you're in, even if it's just for 30 seconds. That is the benefit of one of the benefits of being outside in nature is the disconnect from all of the modern stresses, all the modern lifestyle and the stresses in it, it puts upon everyone. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. We will catch you again for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness. All right, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Wisdom of the Wilderness. I appreciate you being here and spending part of your day with me, and I hope that there has been a good experience on your end listening to today's episode. If this episode resonated with you and you know somebody who might enjoy or appreciate, uh, be inspired or empowered by it, please feel free to pass it along and drop me a review on the podcast platform of your choice that you are listening to it on. As well, I now have an email address that you can feel free to send me messages, suggestions, thoughts, guest requests, questions, whatever it might be. That address is Wisdom of the Wilderness at protonmail.com that's wisdom of the wilderness all one word at protonmail.com look forward to seeing some messages and want to say hello to everyone out there from all the different countries and cities and states and counties and provinces thank you it's been really cool to see where people are listening from and think a little bit about all those different experiences people are having in their day-to-day life All right. Have yourselves a good one, friends. We will talk to you the next time. The Wisdom of the Wilderness.